review. It didn't taste like grapefruit. Everybody's dead, we're burning up. I don't know, the door is locked though, and it's making me nervous. I can't <laughs> read, how can I write? Yeah, you're straight fucked, but... We can, we're still cutting off. Not a single second of <laughs> <laughs> well, at some point your hand gets tired when you're writing. I'm oh, sure just you fucking wait, Asa. <laughs> it was me. I killed your dreams. What do you want from me? I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut out the part where it's the Asa with the chair, too. You probably... failed English! Oh man, this is wildly and irrelevant. I'm back. I'm in the podcast. <laughs> okay. Hi, everybody. Is welcome. it the end of the episode yet? <laughs> welcome back to Books with Bastards. We, uh, we've all just been sitting in a room, three of us quietly watching Caleb watch TikToks. Whatever the equivalent of an Instagram TikTok is, Mallory's. I have no idea, to be honest. I don't, I don't have an Instagram. Like, Books with Bastards has one. I don't. Uh, so anyways, uh, as always, we have our first and foremost bastard, Mallory. Good evening. I'm your technical bastard, Zach. We have our ever-present drinking buddy, Caleb. Good evening. And then we have uh, Asa, a barefoot wonder, just just kicking back, cooling his heels over yep. there in the corner. Yep. Hell yeah. Asa's feet are always on display. Not always. I, I don't think that's true. This is the first time I've really noticed him be barefoot in here, but I suppose I've never thought about it before. He does wear sandals in here a lot, but I would say for the most part, he's always wearing socks and shoes, even in the summertime. No. I wear sandals all summer long. Mm. I guess so. I'm wrong. Ace's got, like, suburban dad fashion. Mallory's <laughs> upset with my photo skills. I don't know why. why I just deleted the photos. You really wowed me last time, and then... Oh, with, like, the smoke and everything? Tonight, it was, like... You put me on the spot. I didn't even know I was taking the picture. Shit, does it matter? You're, yeah, if you you're, got the talent, you get the talent, artist, man. Caleb. It's Zach, like, can you ride a bike or can you not ride a bike? Zach was ready. I had to pee. It was all in a rush. Pia, do you think you could ride Actually, a bike? can you ride a bike? Yes, <laughs> I can ride a bike. When was the last you time you rode a bike? You think if you went out and got on my bike right now, you could? I absolutely could. Are we pausing yeah, the podcast sure. so I can ride no. this bike and then we later, come back? Later, we'll test. No, but I want it on We're going to do it after we get some drinks in us, okay. like did any proper American. Did we, did we already talk about Caleb's bike Is riding? it true that at one point not in your life is. you learned how to ride a bike and then you forgot how to ride a yeah, bike. I never forgot how to, how to ride a again. bike. Yes, you had to relearn how to ride a bike. I don't remember having to relearn <laughs> This it. happened, and it's so funny because everybody says, you know, it's like riding a bike. And in Caleb's case, that means nothing. Not everyone is as stupid as me. And also, I never <laughs> forgot how to ride a bike. <laughs> riding she a told bike me that story, and I was like... I'm not surprised. I can oh. ride a bike right now. <laughs> he learned how to ride a bike, and then you started going to Annie's house for, like, daycare, and she went to take the, all the kids on a bike ride, and Caleb was like, I don't know how to ride a bike. And we were like, yeah, he does. <laughs> she was like, I had to teach him how to ride a bike. I don't believe any of this. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but I think we should I'll ask this her. podcast so I can ride this no, bike, we, and we'll come back. Definitely not. I We finally all in this room. Mallory told me to get set up 45 minutes ago. Oh, my God. Whoa. Whoa. I didn't even show up 45 minutes ago. Tempers are flaring already. Sorry, 35. Not good. 
Uh, it doesn't matter. Anyways, <laughs> hi, everybody. We're technically here to talk about a book, but usually it devolves into us just, you know, shouting at each other. Uh, so today we are covering uh, The Murder Rule uh, by Dervla McTiernan. And the tagline on the cover, no one is innocent in this story. Which is just expressly untrue. This book fucking lot like every tagline I have found on the cover of this book is a fucking lie. Yeah. I, I liked the book just fine, to be honest. That's but why you don't trust a book by its cover, Zach. I mean, I guess that's fair. Wow, Kayla, that was deep. That was, Thank you. That was pretty deep. Cut to the core of me. Wow. <laughs> Caleb is the reason we're here today. What? That's not true. <laughs> I wrote. I wrote this book. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, don't take credit for Dervla's accomplishments, Caleb. That's I'm, I'm just sure like Dervla's a fucking a white man, person. isn't it? Is Dervla? Is this? Is is? I'm I don't know what's happening. We all, we all, we all immediately ran out of energy in that conversation. I was just waiting well, for every one of us sentence. went from like full speed to like the room's quiet. Now I, I was, feel nothing. I was waiting for me to finish it too, and it didn't happen. I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah, I surrounded <laughs> just dropped his own ball. <laughs> I was like, Caleb, did you already take a drink of your drink? Oh yeah, I absolutely did. Ooh, what did you think? What are you guys, what are you guys drinking over there? It's the same thing I made last time. Actually, it's a gin ricky. Oh yeah, that's okay. what I had the ingredients for. Yeah, it's quite nice. Quite nice. You gonna put the good, lime yeah. in the drink? What? I did put um, lime juice in there separate from I guess, that. Uh, drink water. Yeah, a drink corner. <laughs> uh, uh, we're drinking gin rickies. Caleb and I are. Uh, Zach, what you got? Uh, I got a mango jungle sour by Boulevard Brewing. Un- Mango, Jungle Sour, Uncharted Ale, Boulevard Brewing, Mango, Mango, Mango. There's a lot of text on the side of this can that is all just description. Apparently so. Sounds like a lot of mango, though. Which I like mango. So it it, it nice. tastes a lot like mango. They're, they're not my favorite, but it's it's not a bad beer at all. It's pretty good. Hey, so what you got over there? Uh, I've got, I'm finishing up one that... Uh, I've had before the everybody's brewing beer, nice, which nice. is good. Uh, but I also have on deck here. I'm excited about. It's called Total Domination. Northwest, right. much like our sex life. <laughs> Interesting. Much like all the parts of the last episode that I had to cut. <laughs> Northwest IPA, pine grapefruit bitter. I didn't see that part when I was purchasing it, but I'm. I think it'll still be good. We'll see. We'll see. I have a drink question corner. Like to get some input. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's what drink corner's for. Kayla, why are you going? (laughs) No, the the way you said that, I think you got to, you just said the drink question corner. I mean, drink corner question. Yes, I do. Okay. That is what I meant, Caleb. Yep. I mean, a drink question corner is technically still a correct statement, so she's fine. Either way. It's a drink question, this and this is the corner for it. Okay. Well, we've arrived at the corner, so here we are. All right. Um, okay. This book did not give me a lot to work with as far as drink ideas, and yeah. I looked up the... I think it takes place in West Virginia? Uh, or just Virginia? Yeah, it, it, West it Virginia. all is... The main town was, like, Yorkshire, yeah, or Yorkshire. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce that. I, I think it's different, depending on whether you're in New England or... Actual England. 
I don't know, but it's still in West Virginia. So yeah, yeah, for sure, West Virginia. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was Virginia, but I was pretty sure it was West Virginia, and I looked up the drink for that, and it's a gin and tonic, which mm-hmm. I was like, well, we just had the gin Ricky last time, so not going to do that. And then I tried to look up some lawyer drinks, and they were all very complicated. But I do come across a lot of cocktails that are made with, like, bourbon or whiskey. Is everybody open to trying that? I know personally I'm not a big whiskey fan, but I'll have a cocktail with it. I'll try anything you want. You know, give it a whirl. Okay. (laughs) Thanks for your commitment, Caleb. I've enjoyed whiskey sours before. Oh, that's right. Asa, Whiskey will you drink it, or are we gonna get bad, bad Asa? I'll have a, I'll have a couple sips. Asa doesn't let himself drink whiskey because apparently he turns into a dick bag. <laughs> if you can believe that, we're gonna get into a fight in this room. I'm just gonna go break into a car. I told myself I should not drink whiskey anymore. Oh, quite a long time ago. That's and good. I typically stick to it. Yeah, yeah I'm proud of you. Yep, setting your boundaries, Caleb. Way to stay strong. I told myself I'd never drink, and I'm doing this podcast. Here we are. Why did you tell yourself you would never drink? Were you I like, never told myself. Were you like that. eight when you said this, or was this like? Yeah, last well, there year? was the dare yeah, he's program. Fucking like Sunday school. It was a dare program. I went to church every Sunday. It was you know good times. Uh, you went to church last Sunday, didn't you? No, I don't go to church anymore. <laughs> Probably said he was going to save himself for marriage too. What? <laughs> oh man all right we should probably get into it (laughs) yeah all right you wanna you wanna get this ball rolling now let me see if i can remember it okay uh let me set this scene are you playing okay (laughs) i was like i'll get the ball rolling if i have to let me set the scene I believe we're current day or in the current days. Close enough. Yeah. She references some songs that, so I know that it's at least in the at last few years. Current day of this book being read? I'm not sure. They, they've got social media and stuff. They reference it pretty often. Well, so. they talked about that song Truth Hurts by Lizzo. Mm. So, Truth I mean, I don't know the song, so. You would know it if you heard it. You couldn't pick it up from Ace's beautiful rendition. That I think that was a different it. song, but, I, but it does have the same words. You would all know words. it if you heard it. I'll I, think he was, I think Ace was going for Love Hurts. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, damn it, you are so right. I'm pretty aware of the song. Okay, so anyways, it is, you know, present-ish times. Uh, the main character is Hannah Rokeby. And yeah. she is from Maine originally, Ooh, but she, yep, she is in law school there. She still lives with her mother. Her mom raised her as a single mother. She's an alcoholic, and a big part of Hannah's life is taking care of her mom, trying to keep her on the wagon, and really literally just taking care of her, like yeah, making sure like, she sticks to a routine, cooking their meals. Yeah, this lady does not take it's care insane. of herself. You just yeah. got to drop her. Lose the toxicity. Right. Yeah. Shed that, you know, 140-pound weight you got. It's, like, I get, it's one of those ones where they, they, she spends all this time guilting you into being like, well, you know, if you leave, I'm going to drink myself to death. And it's like, you know, do you want that on your conscience? And after a certain point, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I don't care, but I've met plenty of people who do care, so it's... When I first met you, I'd have felt bad about that statement, but now I wear it with pride. <laughs> 
Okay, so this is Hannah. So she is Sounds lovely. preparing to leave Maine. She's going to West Virginia to try to join the Innocence Project, which is a group of lawyers that work to overturn um, what they believe are... Wrongful convictions. Yes, so so yeah. she's going there to, I can't remember the college. Uh, it's the University of West Virginia. Oh. <laughs> easy. <Okay. laughs> easy enough. So she goes and meets with uh, a guy named Robert. He's the head of the Innocence Project there. And she had emailed him before she went down asking if there was still a spot available. And he's kind of a dick and is like, hey, you know, you need to pay attention to the deadlines. This is a very competitive program. The time, like the window is passed. Like, no. UWV is very particular about who we let in. Well, there's already It might just be the University of Virginia. Yeah, UVA law. I like UW better. I think I fudged up. Because it's Virginia and West Virginia, right? There isn't a... It's just... nice. You're welcome. It's been so long since I actually paid attention to the East Coast. Like, it's Virginia and West Virginia, right? I'm not... Okay. So I think it's all in Virginia. Like Dakota and North Dakota. Oh, well, now I'm wondering what the cocktail is for Virginia. That's not what you were trying to do there, Caleb, but... <laughs> I don't know. I'll look Dakota it up while you're talking. Dakota. <laughs> I forgot the north of Dakota. I just said it was Dakota and South Dakota, but that's that's not right. And I think I think all the, north. The, of, there, I mean, there is a North Dakota. And I know, south. but I didn't say north. I just said there's Dakota and then South Dakota, <laughs> which I think would upset a lot of South Dakotans. Okay. I mean, maybe. I honestly, I, I do no not way. know if they have. I think beef. it would probably upset the North Dakotans because I feel like North and South Carolina have issues. I feel like that's a thing, but I don't know. If, I, I don't know. I've been through North Dakota, and then it doesn't seem like anyone was excited about it. I choose to believe that all states that share names have beefs, like Washington and Washington D.C. definitely share beef. What's the beef? One thinks they're better than the other. Because. Mm. One's in the West and the other one's the capital, so they're like they each fight over things. Yeah. Well, you know, in one of these uh, states we get a vote, so I'm gonna call that a win. Yeah, Washington DC is technically not a state. Yeah, their their representation is actually uh, very unfortunate in the legal system and it's it's a, it's bad. They're they're very uh, misrepresented. Speaking of legal <laughs> systems, this book. Let's get back. Oh in. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Sorry, got off topic. Going to some real world stuff. Okay. So back to Robert. <laughs> so he had told her, "No, there's no spots available. You should have applied on time, like everybody else." Yeah, she writes good, back and basically point. insinuates that she is an acquaintance of this girl who was on the Innocence Project before and who she knows like had an affair. With Robert, so kind of <laughs> she starts off her career with blackmail. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Bu- bu- buckle the but fuck up. But it works. It works. He's like, okay. yeah, he, he's like, all right, there's a spot for you. He's like, come to my office and talk to me. You know, Monday, whatever it is, and we'll figure something out. So she shows up. Come to my office Monday. I got another affair I need to take care of. <laughs> okay, so she shows up. And he basically says, you know, just so you know, when I did sleep with this chick, she was no longer a student. So technically, I wasn't breaking any rules, but I was intrigued that you would go to this level. It makes me think you're <laughs> I was go-getter. excited that you were willing to blackmail me. Yeah, we need somebody here that can get things done. And you seem like you definitely aren't afraid to do something real inappropriate. So he's like, welcome to the team. And the whole reason Hannah is even here is because she knows that the Innocence Project is currently working on 
uh, overturning, or they have overturned the verdict of um, Michael. It, it's it's a starts with a D, and I'll be Dandridge. honest. Dendridge. 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 You know, I would think that having read almost this entire book today, that name would have stuck with me. It was just like the letter D, and I was just like, it's just Michael Dandridge, the rich asshole. Michael Dandridge. Yep. You were close. So, <laughs> it's close as I was going to be. God. So we'll just call him Michael. So the Innocence Project, he's already had his conviction overturned. He is still in jail because they're waiting for his hearing where they're 99.9% sure that the state is going to retry him. So his conviction has been overturned, but it's likely he's going to get prosecuted Yeah, basically uh, he... His, on his last appeal, he came to these guys, and they basically found out that his confession was beaten out of him, uh, and that there was missing evidence from the trial that would have put somebody else potentially at the scene of the crime, and the uh, prosecution hid it from the defense in the original trial. And so they were like, well, uh, you know, and the uh, Robert uh, Parekh is like... Basically, honestly, he should have been let loose in the first place, but the judge decided that they'd rather just retry it rather than, you know, declare it uh, to be a mistrial or uh, I, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know. I don't know. You lost me. I don't know the legal terms, but I get what you're saying. Bas- basically, it, it was uh, he should have essentially won the trial because he should the have been acquitted is yeah. what he's acquitted. Said. That's the he yeah. should have never really have been prosecuted in the first place. But. Here we are, and all we get really are these vague thoughts from Hannah that she is basically going to join the Innocence Project to work from the inside as a mole to prevent them from setting him free. Yeah, she's because here. Because she's like, yeah. are you okay? It's not very good. What's <laughs> not the total, total domination? Total domination is kicking your ass. Almost totally dominated me just now. Man, Ace's butthole just puckered ten. His eyes are watering. I think he might cry. (laughs) He looks very uncomfortable. Are you okay? You've got two of them, so I. You look like it hurt you. I'm pretty disappointed. I think Ace just got beat by a a sip of beer. The thing that he loves most has turned against him. This is an abusive relationship. Yeah, that sip was better, but not still not great. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. So Michael apparently. Once you get halfway through the bottle, it'll turn around. <laughs> Michael Hopefully. apparently did something terrible to Hannah's mother, and is responsible God. for the the problems that Laura has now. How traumatized she's been her whole life. Why she's an alcoholic, and so Hannah is thinking he cannot get out. Yeah. Fucking Michael Danridge. Danridge. Dandridge. Huh? Uh, yeah, so we, we learn from Hannah's point of view, or we learn that Hannah has her mother's old journals that detail, like, this time in her life where she met this Michael Dandridge guy, and that's kind of cut in about every other chapter for the first half of the book are these journals that are telling us, basically, why Hannah's actually here. So we do find out. Yeah. All right. So, Hannah's here. She joins the Innocence Project. 
She gets right to work. She's going through cases, learning how their system works, seeing if, you know, they get tracked and if she can, I don't know, you know, just how she can infiltrate pretty much. Set them up for failure. Like she logs in at one point and changes some case numbers so that the motions don't get filed right. Oh, man. She really is. Yeah, she fully is. Like. She is very capable and absolutely fucking these people Still over as best she can without getting caught. And there is a like team of like three students that uh, the guy, the guy, the head guy, Robert Parekh, has working with him on this case. And she wants on this team, and she's like, okay, well, one of these three, like, there's Camilla, Sean, and Hazel. And Hazel is the only one of the three who does not have a job lined up when they graduate. They're all, uh, this is all their final year of law school. Which is apparently like a kind of an embarrassing thing for her, so. And so she sets up a fake phone call, like has the number routed through New York, and calls her and is like, hey, this is like. Whatever uh, law firm. Yeah, like Gabe whatever from X law firm. Uh, we have a position open for you. After all, we need you to come in next week and interview all week. Uh, can you be here? And so this Hazel chick drops everything, leaves the project, and tells the guy who's pretty upset that she's just walking out with no notice because he's made it very clear. Like, when you sign on for this project, you are... This is kind of your life. Yeah, like, you're like he's expecting, like, long hours. Like, this is probably taking precedent over your classes at this point. And to be fair, they're actually, like, working on, like, saving people's lives. It's not unreasonable that he's expecting this of you. It's weird that it's a bunch of law students, but I... You know, whatever gets the bills paid. This is how you learn. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it makes sense in a law school setting, too. They do kind of the busy work. So, so she bails. So, a spot opens up. Hannah slithers her way right in there. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, she goes through and, like, basically clears a bunch of cases, like, and finds one that she can recommend to him that's really good so that he immediately is like, okay, you would be a great person to replace the lady who's about to come in in 10 minutes and quit. So she's now a part of the team, and we learn that Michael is, I think, is he serving a life sentence? Uh, I don't think he's on death he, row. No, he has... I think it is a life I sentence. Think, I think it is a life sentence. I'm Because there's another person they reference who's been in jail for 11 years and has another 26, but I believe that's another character. Wait, I read this thing, and I don't think it's true. But I want to question you guys. A life sentence doesn't mean you're in there for life. No, it's like it, 50 years. You're in there uh, for like... I think it's like 110 years. No, I think it's 50. Yeah, no. it's it's like the best... I think a life sentence is like the best part of your life. Like what you have left, quote unquote. Oh, by the way, uh, the, the Virginia drink is George Washington's rye whiskey. Just straight whiskey. Ooh, I'm Class. glad we didn't go with that. Anyways, but yeah, it's, that's weird. That's weird to think about. Yeah. It's just like what the best part of your life is gone, not just like you're not just in jail till you die. Life imprisonment is any sense any sentence of imprisonment for crime under which you go to uh, in prison for the rest of their natural lives or in, indefinitely until pardon parole or otherwise commuted to a fixed term. Hmm. Interesting. So it wasn't true. I didn't <laughs> think it was. It sounded weird. Who told you that? I just like read it somewhere. Oh. I was like, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just wanted to see if you guys knew. I'm glad you're questioning it, Caleb. Yeah. I'm glad you don't just blindly believe. Do it. your own research. Yeah. I mean, don't trust Max. This is just the top answer on Google. <laughs> no, absolutely get Max. It, it might be. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Caleb. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Okay. So, Michael is, I believe, serving a life sentence for the rape and murder of a young mother. God so, man. this lady lived in an apartment Oh, yeah. Complex. Uh, some, some bummer warnings in this one. It's not as uh, bad as some others. And spoiler warnings for the murder. <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you, Caleb. Thank you for always remembering at some point. I, I will get there. Okay. We'll get, so, we'll get around to it eventually. Sometimes there are full episodes where we don't say it. There was a, a woman who lived in an apartment complex. She had two children, a son who was like four, I believe, and then a younger baby. He, he, was, was, still, he was seven, and then the baby was, I think, Still one. young enough yeah, to no. be in a crib. Her husband was in the military, so he was not there. Uh, he was deployed at this time. But at some point in the night... Someone broke in. She was raped and murdered. And then her son woke up when he heard the baby crying. He went and got his little sister, saw his mom, went across to the hall and, you know, knocked on a neighbor's door. They called the cops. And Michael was ultimately sentenced because the son... When he woke up, saw a man leaving the place and later in a police lineup... Identified him. Identified Michael. I think it's Michael Dangerous. And there Michael was, Dangerous? <laughs> you could say that again, huh? <laughs> there was a hair found at the scene. However, it was not a match. Yeah, it wasn't his, and that's yeah. why the prosecution hit it. Right. So, anyways, he's pretty quickly convicted. He's now been in jail for 11 years. It has been 11 years. Um, and... Here we are, likely going back to trial for the same murder here. All right. So Hannah's looking into it, and she she reads another case that sounds like similar to this one, but it happened while... Yeah, 10, uh, ten months later. While so. he was in jail still. So she was like, well, these sound like they could be related, but they're not because Michael was in jail at this time. Hannah at this time is 100% sure, like, this dude is guilty, and he needs to stay in jail. Yeah, and as we're getting the journal pieces, because every now and then it flashes back to Laura, her mother's journals. Uh, she's like a twenty-something. It seems like she yeah. didn't go. Yeah, she's working as a cleaner, uh, and she goes out to these rich houses and cleans them. And she ends up making friends with one of the guys who lives there named Tom Spencer. And while she's cleaning his roommate's room, Michael Dandridge. Uh, she ends up, like, finding, like, a gun and cocaine and, like... And a Playboy. Yeah, and a Playboy that she stops to read. Yeah, she was, like... <laughs> I was like, that's what a gamble, my God. <laughs> pages were all sticky. She couldn't even get them apart. Like, you I guess it had Ronald Reagan's daughter in it, though, so she wanted to, like... Read the article. Check it, and she did was, admit she got to look at the pictures. Also, and I, was like, I was just kidding about the pages. I, yeah. I don't think that came up. did not come up, I just no. assume. You gotta aim away from the But, pages. so the dude wanders into the room while she's there, so she hides under the bed because she doesn't want to get in trouble. Do people still buy Playboy magazines or, like, Hustle? Or is it no all idea. online now? I assume it's all the online. The Playboy mansion is really followed Is it nice to have, like, something tangible to hold on to, though? I mean, the phone. Oh, you're holding on to something tangible. <laughs> 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 I 
Nice, Asa. Good job, Asa. The beer is hitting him just right. <laughs> <laughs> but so she hides under the bed, and she mostly just hears this guy like screaming at his mother on the phone saying all this fucked up shit. Use this guy snort cocaine, start jerking it, <laughs> shooting the gun off. Yeah, when's the gun Mostly he just screams at his mother. He's very pissed off because his father, he's, well, is wealthy, was wealthy. His father had some, made some bad business decision and lost like most of their money. Mm. Yeah. He, and he's he, staying with Tom whose parents are loaded loaded yeah like they go out on they he's got a private yacht that's just for him and his friends he has this vacation house in maine that literally like he's here because his mother looked at it said it wasn't nice enough and then bought a different one in europe to go to for the summer i mean they didn't why not you know (laughs) if he got the money just go for it so do you want to let's just go through laura's entire part right now i think uh, yeah, that seems fine. Rather than I mean, trying to go back we, and forth. We, yeah, we, we've we've played this game so many times with so many books. At least in this one, it, you know, the pace was pretty even. Like, it felt right. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's uncover the secret of Michael Darngoose. I see where... I, oh, my God, Caleb. <laughs> I, can't, I can't take it seriously. Uh, uh. So, Laura uh, eventually has to come back. Uh, this time without her... Uh, the person Comes back to clean the house. Yeah, she has to come back to clean the house uh, this time alone for whatever reason. Like, one of the cleaners couldn't make it. And luckily this time the guy Mike isn't there, but she ends up uh, talking to Tom Spencer and slowly they kind of become friends. Like, he's it just he's kind of like a really lonely guy. He wants someone to talk to, so they end up getting close. Eventually she's comes there outside of cleaning his house they become friends and then eventually they start dating uh boning yeah they go out on the yacht together well like sometimes when michael's around she doesn't really like him but for the most part when things are going well he's nice enough it's just when things start getting tense he gets like she can tell that he's always like violent right beneath the surface he's just simmering all the time. And they, they go out on the yacht one day and he comes, they come back to see Michael and some weird looking dude that they've never seen before. And he's like, hey, you took the boat and didn't tell me. And he was, Tom's like, I didn't know I needed permission to take my own yacht out. Yeah, fuck you, Michael. <laughs> yeah, and the, like, so who's this guy with you? And he's like, oh, he's just a friend who wanted to buy the same style yacht. And is not a man who has definitely been storing drugs on your yacht. There's the 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 heavy implication because this guy Mike will take the yacht out by himself, uh, and so it's heavily implied he's been like running drugs for these people. Uh, And it's all going all right, but as things go along, Michael is more and more like, "Hey, we got to get back to Virginia. I'm tired of being here in Maine." And Tom doesn't want to go because he's, you know, really enjoying uh, dating Laura, having a good time. And they're in college in Virginia. So they do have to go back eventually to start classes. But Michael wanted to go back like a couple weeks early. And Tom is like, no, I'm going to stay. Yeah, he keeps pushing it back. And Michael's getting angrier and angrier and angrier. And then finally, they're like, okay, well, I'm going to go back tomorrow. And when she comes back, she overhears them arguing because Tom's decided to stay for another two weeks and that Michael needs to leave. And Michael's like, well, let me take the boat or something then and I'll head back. And he's like, 
no, you can't take the yacht alone. It's not safe. I'll pay for your flight back, whatever. And Michael freaks out that he can't take the boat. I don't think you can take a boat from Maine to West Virginia. You sure can't, I don't think. Why? West Virginia is landlocked. Is it? Yes. Yeah, it's West. It's, <laughs> it's Virginia, not West Virginia. Oh. Weren't we talking about West Virginia? Yeah, we were we wrong. We were wrong. Oh. Oh. So now you're correcting it. Okay, good. We, we corrected that a while ago. I you missed just it. weren't I paying attention. So Which is, to be fair, dominator I didn't expect you to. Wiped his, <laughs> wiped his brain. Yeah, don't, remember you, don't remember you mentioning that at all. That was why we switched state drinks partway through. Uh, whatever. I wasn't paying attention. Okay. It's very clear. The total domination is really wrecking you. <laughs> but, all right. Uh, continue. You can get to Virginia. So she has a good night with uh, Tom and like, goes home, is super happy, and then... She doesn't hear from him the next day, and she's like, well, this is super weird. And she goes back out there and finds out that Tom basically slipped and cracked his head on the dock later that night, like, after she left. And died. And, yeah, and then he died. This smells fishy. I think Michael Douglas is behind it. I don't know why it throws me every time. It shouldn't. I understand what you're doing, and I've known since the second you started, but I can't. Yeah, we've read a lot of murder mysteries. I don't think it should throw you. I'm interested to see how long you can keep it up. Keep what up? Okay. Uh, So, yeah, she, it takes her a little bit, but she starts to suspect that, you know, she's like, I don't know why he would have been drinking. Like, we were having a good night. Like, there's no reason he would have, Gone home, got drunk. Yeah, got shithoused. Yeah. Unless him and Michael had an argument or, and then she starts thinking that Michael did it and she tries to go to the police and tell them what she thinks. And the cop is immediately like, oh, cool. Yeah, we've already heard about you. Like, basically, Michael has beat her to the punch and has, like, told everyone that she is basically a gold digger who is trying to trick uh, Tom into, basically, into getting into his fortune. Nice. Mm. Yeah, okay. Nice. And a good plan. That he found out and He's broke up with her. Two steps ahead. Yeah. Like, found out, broke up with her, and that's why he was at home drinking that night. Yeah. That's what Michael has said. And no, the cops won't listen to her. Uh, and just, you know, it's bad time. Everyone's ignoring her. She eventually, like, works up the courage, and she tries, like, she goes to the uh she goes to the boat to try and find evidence that Michael did it and Michael's just waiting there on the boat and he's like oh hey I wasn't expected to see you here and she's like I know you killed uh Tom I don't know why I almost said Ted I don't I don't know what happened there Lose, I'm losing my mind in this room I, I don't know Caleb's why. energy's really fucking with me. I didn't do okay. anything. I'm just, so I, she goes there, and he basically rapes her and yeah, admits kicks to killing her. Tom. Yeah, beats the shit out of her, rapes her, strangles her. But not she doesn't die. She's yeah, he alive. ultimately I is like up on that. he's like honestly at this point, if two like you know I got away with Tom's murder, I don't know that I'm gonna get away with two. But, you know, if I do find out that you are trying to talk about this, I'll take my chances. So she Hmm. leaves and she goes back to Boston, which is where she had been living until the summertime when she took this cleaning job. 
goes back shortly after that, finds out that she's pregnant with Tom's baby. Mm. And I see what's happening. Her friend is like, you need to have an abortion. You can't have this baby. You have no money, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, this is like the only part of Tom I have left. I'm going to keep the child. But quickly realizes that she's she is poor. <laughs> she does not have enough money to support her and a child. And she wants the child to have a good life. So she goes to Tom's parents' house and basically says, this is... You know, we were in love. I'm pregnant. I'm pretty sure that Michael killed him. It just goes through all of it. Pretty much is like, if I just tell her anything, like give her even like a little, some sliver that sounds believable, she'll she'll accept what I'm telling her. Because they are like, well, Michael's his best friend. They gave him the boat after yeah. Tom died. Because they were like, you've always Something been to remember him by, yeah. Fucking ridiculous. So the mom is pretty much just like, how much do you want? Yeah, stone face through this whole story and then looks no at her. No emotion. Uh, so how much will it take to make you go away? Like she has to sign a non-disclosure agreement because they don't want this getting out. They don't want... Any sort of a scandal attached to their good Yeah, name. and at first she's like, she doesn't believe me. And then, like, it, as she's arguing the case, she realizes, she's like, oh, no, she does believe me. She just doesn't care. She doesn't want to deal with it. So yeah. she asked for, what, $2 million? Yeah, she takes $2 million. I was thinking money. Yeah. yeah, like, honestly, made out like a bandit. Yeah, uh, like a drop in the bucket to them, though. I was thinking twenty. Take care of... 20000 million. million. Oh, I'm going a little higher than she I'm going to... I'm just going to go on even But, five. yeah, she takes... Uh, she went with an even two, I guess. Yeah, she takes two million. Been an argument. And this is like in the 80s, 90s. Mm, oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, I'd go with I three. guess early, early 90s. A three back probably. then, yeah. If we're going off the age of the character, it's like the 2000s. Oh, my God. You're right. Jesus yeah. Christ. I'm going back to It's before. like 2002. I was thinking, like, if we're talking two million in 1990. <laughs> the main character of this book is half your age. She's not half my I guess age. She's 21. She's 21. Okay, I'm sorry. Fuck she's you. She's only like 16 years younger than she's you. Younger I than look me. 27, Zach. <laughs> I cannot even believe you would say that. I, I can't either. That's weird. I'm older than the main character. Uh, you're, you're probably about the same age. Yeah, but... She's in her third year of law school. She's too good for you, Kaylee, even though she's a little criminal. She's a lot criminal. <laughs> She's an extreme amount of criminal. But it's criminal. hot, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's why I'm interested. Uh, I, too, like she, to live She's no Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to get a Kelly. I mean, so, what's his face, did? Uh, but, yeah, face? it basically... Dan? Josh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Josh. Josh was the boy. Uh, or are we talking about the Josh one from- was able to bed Kelly. I like. I'm gonna start saying like I bet it is. What was the name of the uh, the dude from? (laughs) uh, You know, I'll power to you. Dang it! Now I can't remember the name of the guy from uh, Finley Donovan is killing it. The bartender. Julian. 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 Yeah, Julian was nice. Yeah. Anyways, not the point. (laughs) Yeah, but none of that has anything to do. Two million dollars richer. And she goes home, home, stops writing in her journals, and. That's effectively the end of the backstory. So that's, we, I mean, to be fair, from the moment we're introduced to the character, Michael, it's fairly obvious what we assume, like, from the word go, like, none of these events were a surprise. He's in jail for rape. He raped her. So anyways, Hannah hates him because she's like, all of this trauma that my mother suffered, she became an alcoholic. This is what has led her down this path, and... 
Anyway, she's just trying to make sure that this rapist murderer guy does not get out. That's fair. So at every turn, people are like, you know, oh, he's innocent because of this and that. And she's like, you guys need to look at the big picture. I will say. She's not wrong in a lot yeah, of her. They like, are they're just blindly accepting that he's innocent. Yeah, she's they, like, you guys need to prepare yourself for the fact that he might not be innocent. Yeah. Like as they're going through, they're like, yeah, there was hair evidence that somebody else was there. But they were like, it's a house with children. People come by like it could be literally anyone's hair uh, that does not prove his innocence. No. Or and like it just keeps going. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff. They're like, yeah, we got to find, like, his alibi fucking, you know, disappeared and left town uh, the day after uh, that he was arrested. And they're like, oh, if we find him, he can exonerate him. And they're like, she's like, if he fucking ran from the police, he probably isn't going to tell them anything that's going to exonerate this guy. He probably fucking did it with them. So they do track down the alibi. He pretty much says... I don't want to help you. You know, they're going to have to force him. But yeah, uh, that's a little ahead. But essentially, she ends up uh, getting sent down to uh, Yorkshire, which is like four hours away from where the university is. So her and this student, Camilla, have to go. They She kind of becomes friends with Camilla, even though she doesn't really want to. Camilla keeps like... Camilla's apparently really good at getting, like, information out of people, just slowly keeps tricking uh, Hannah into giving up secrets. Not, like, because she's digging, but it's just because who she is as a lawyer. She's, she's good. She knows how to Personable. phrase a question. But, yeah, like, they do, like, a bunch of investigation. They talk to, uh, they basically surprise this lady who runs a bed and breakfast who used to date the guy who... Was the alibi. Mm-hmm. And then okay. managed, it turns out she wasn't dating him at the time, but she knew who was dating him at the time. And she doesn't know where he is, but she does manage to find his sister's number. They talk to the alibi's sister, Sophia, who is like, no, I haven't heard from him in 11 years. I don't want to talk about him. Get off my property. She's very hostile. Yeah. And when they oh, walk away, you. her daughter's like, I don't know why my mom told you that. Uh, we saw him last year. I don't know why she lied to you, but, you know, if she's, like, she constantly tells us to do the right thing, and then I watched her lie to a stranger's face, so, you know, here you go. <laughs> like, tells them the address. That's a that's a tip to all your listeners. Tell your kids to lie to strangers. <laughs> if mean, you're going to, you got to make sure you're all on the same page, you know? <laughs> tell them why you're lying to strangers. Got to give it 100%. So, yes, they find him, and then they're able to... I can't remember the exact details, but they do track this guy down. Yeah, this time she goes with uh, the other one that didn't uh, She goes with Sean. Sean, yeah. Mm, who's a... Yeah, he's a he's a nice student, pretty decent guy, gay, top-to-notch law student. Sounds really handsome. Yeah. Very nice. He's pretty pleasant overall. And honestly, surprisingly brave concerning the rest of the events of the story. But so they go out to this, uh, they, they track down the alibi, they find his house and they approach him. And while they're talking to him, he like the alibi is getting more and more scared. Like despite being like a rich guy who runs coffee chains all throughout Virginia, he is better off than the sister. He's supposedly been cut off from the family money. And that's clearly not true. But he's changed his name so nobody can talk, like, so nobody would find him. And 
at the end, he's like, did Sheriff Pierce threaten you? And the guy just doesn't answer him. And he's like, all right, well, it's time for you guys to leave. Hmm. All right. He plead the fifth. Essentially, I mean, like, they're just law students. They don't owe him anything. No. But essentially, this is when we get introduced to uh, Sheriff Pierce, uh, or at least I guess the idea of him. He's been mentioned a few times, but he's like the sheriff who arrested Michael Dandridge. He was. Beat the confession yeah, out of him. Yeah, he was the one who beat the confession out of him. He's a very. Good job. Uh, quote unquote dedicated law enforcement individual Fuck with yeah. all of the implications that come with that these days. Listen, man, you just got to beat it out of him. That's just what it is. He did. He you took your advice. Do what it takes, you know? Yeah, and this this is the part where Hannah has definitely got some blinders on because she really wants to believe that Michael Dandridge is guilty. And so she's like, I'm sure that she the guy just did what he had to do to put him away. Listen, if he's a piece of shit, he deserves to be beat. I mean... <laughs> Like, on one hand, I'm like, no. If no. he's actually a rapist, like, <laughs> yeah, just I'm not, I don't feel that bad that he got no, beat. No, like, they shouldn't be already. beating oh. people for Caleb has some strong convictions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust this man. You've ever done anything it's wrong? It's so hot in this room. You guys don't know how hot it is in here. I'm not hot. Listen, I can't trust. I'm actually it. fairly comfortable, which is weird. It's that beer. It's, 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 it's Ace is slowly fusing into the lawn chair. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating that we're, that we're all in lawn chairs. That's not a thing you guys can I'm see. I'm not in a lawn chair. Yeah, yeah the rest of us. Uh, Mallory has her computer chair, and the rest of us have some lawn chairs I bought for 10 bucks from Walmart. Very comfortable, though. Yeah, honestly, they're great. They're getting a little tired, though. Oh, yeah. The, the one I'm sitting in is half falling Didn't apart. Morgan fall through one? Was that last summer when she broke the chair? Was it one of these ones, or was it a, one <laughs> of the cheapo? I guess I remember. This reminds me of that. When he sank into the ground. <laughs> God damn it. Asa, <laughs> <laughs> save me. Asa, you bitch. Not at all. Okay. I don't remember if we've told this story on air, but... Asa just looks at him. I, I'm sitting in the backyard, and the... The lawn chair I'm in, one of the legs just sinks, like, right through the dirt. And I'm falling backwards, but, like, very slowly. But my balance is all wrong. And I'm like, Asa, help me. And he just turns and looks at me and just drinks his beer. As just his, takes a sip. Yeah. <laughs> and is just laughing to himself. Like, sitting very close to where Zach was falling. Like, now, keep in mind, like, as he's watching this, like, over the course of the next 15 seconds, my chair leg goes from, like, you know, above ground, ground level, to in the seat of the chair is partially in the dirt. He's so close. He so does nothing. In slow motion. It's just great because you could tell the way that Zach said, like, Asa saved me. Like, he 100% was like, Asa's my friend and he's going to help me. And then it was like, you could see in his eyes the betrayal. It was the emotion. It was the emotion in Zach's eyes as he just took a sip of his beer. <laughs> what in the movies when like somebody's hanging from it's a like cliff, you know, uh, you're like, oh, and scar. kind of, and I was going to say, instead you put your boot on their fingertips, you know, <laughs> yeah, um, live the slowly game. start putting pressure yeah. on their knuckles. <laughs> it was so oh, close. Fuck. He was just an arm's reach away. <laughs> 
How did we get on this topic? I remember this vividly. <laughs> we were just talking about the lawn chairs when I mentioned how hot it was. <laughs> Maybe we change the podcast. Instead of books, we just, every week, we choose one funny story from our that turns in, That turns into crying help. Let's get to crying for help with Caleb, like overnight. Really we're going to tell our three funny stories and then our ninety-eight sad ones. Some people like to cry. Some people like to laugh at other people's expense. Yeah, just like it Michael might, Derringer, twenty-two. Our stories <laughs> might make somebody else feel better about themselves. I hope so, but I'm going to keep couching him in the context of other people's <laughs> stories that we've stolen from the library. Okay, well, back to deter. <laughs> Sheriff Pierce. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so likely beat this confession out of Michael, Michael D. Michael Dandidapper. Oh my god. Yeah. He's really nailing it. No, he's not. That was stupid. You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I'm just reading the book along with you guys. <laughs> so Hannah's thinking, you know, if he knew that <laughs> Sorry. Do we, really to, do we need to take a little break here, Zach? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm stupid. You're stupid. <laughs> I don't know why Matt is being so hostile to me. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm focused. You're We're leaving here. me with very little choice, Caleb. <laughs> okay, this is ridiculous. You're right. Okay, so she decides that maybe Sheriff Pierce isn't aware of what's going on. That Michael might get out. So she like goes through, I don't even, like, the dark web? I don't know. No, she just uses, like, there's an app online that will let you send... An untraceable email. Though she ends up sending it to the sister, not to the sheriff. Is he still sheriff at this point? Yes. That's one of the main issues with the trial is that the original uh, district attorney and the original sheriff are still there. That's why they're pushing to do the trial again so that they don't look bad. They're like, no... Just because he maybe didn't get a fair trial the first time doesn't mean he's not guilty. Yeah. We're going to do it again. Yeah. So Hannah's trying to, you know, kind of like send word out like, hey, he might get out. Yeah, she's like trying to give them a Yeah, the law, his, uh, his lawyers are asking around like they found the guy. Uh, mm. Which was maybe a bad move. Yes. So it sounds well, I mean, if it wasn't a bad move, this book would have ended right here. So, yeah, I feel like it might yeah, have been Yeah, actually movie. very accurate. <laughs> That's what, halfway through? Yeah. I just guessed. But, yeah, so the next day they go and visit uh, Michael D. Uh, because... Oh, pause for a sec. Not really pause, but just pause here. I got to rewind. So in the journals from Laura, her mother, at one point she's talking about how her and Tom form this, like, bond and relationship, and he has a scar across the palm of his hand, and she's like, oh, how did you get that? And he was like, oh, when I was young, I, like, fell through a window or sliding glass door, something like that, and I cut my hand open, and the nanny got fired because she wasn't watching me close enough, you know, to prevent this from happening. So this is just a little tidbit that comes up later. Yeah. And so they go and meet this Michael Dandridge because they're in the area and, you know, they're his lawyers. So they swing by, say hi. She's super not excited to do this, but nobody can know that he is the guy who murdered her father and raped her mother. So she has to pretend like everything's cool and she absolutely fails at that because, like, four minutes into this conversation that he's having with Sean, he's like, yeah, I want to talk to Robert, like, you, the trial's coming up. I'm getting kind of nervous. Like, I don't know where you guys are at with the case. You found the alibi. It's not working. And he keeps, like, playing with his hand. 
and there's a silver scar on his ha- across the palm of his hand. Hmm. A silver, like basically the same scar the mom described in the notebook, but on a different guy. Huh. And so Han is like, "What happened to your hand?" And he's like, "I was young. I think I fell through a window." And and she, because she's like kind of panics, and she's like, and then the nanny got fired, and he's like, "How'd you know about my nanny?" And Sean's like, "The fuck!" And he's like, "What's going on?" And, and she's like, full blown anxiety attack. Yeah, has a panic attack, and, and they end up I would to too. Leave. Yeah, I probably. I what would I do? I don't know. Ah! Run out of there. Well, she pretty much did. Yeah, that's pretty accurate, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah that's pretty much what happens. Well, that's what I would do too. So in you her and mind, this character just so in sync. Yeah, we're. She's like, like I've got to double check the journal, even though I've read it a thousand times. I already know what it's gonna say. It's just and so weird. she's like, "What? Like, what is going on? Like, did my mother make this up? Yeah, did is, she get it wrong? What's going on? Yeah, and actually, you know, this is a good place to. What are your theories on what's going on so far, gang? Like, I understand the want of revenge. But just the idea of rereading the story of my own mom being raped over and over, just like one day, man, one day, and yep. I couldn't. It's you're so right, this is pretty dark, to like, me. very strange. Well, so the only reason this is all happening is because this guy is going to get out potentially. I know, I'm, but it just, it's just—it's he's totally just talking fine. about the act of reading oh, those yeah, journals in the first weird. place more than once. Yeah, I'd probably read it once and be like, okay. One day, man, I'm gonna get back at this guy. One day, man. <laughs> but yeah, like the, the, the journals were important to her because it was the one thing that like finally like let her and her mother bond. Like she finally got why her mother was the way she was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have any theories as to what's uh, going on? This, this last little bit of information threw me off quite a lot. So so. Okay, let me think. I have no theory at this time. So, mom. <laughs> Laura mm-hmm. was dating, not Ted. Tom. Tom. <laughs> and Tom had a scar and had that story. Had owned the yacht, owned everything. And then there. No, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. You know what? Fair enough. Every, like, I'm looking around this uh, room, and Mallory's like the only nice. one in here with a clear mind. <laughs> I don't know why everyone else is just sitting in here like they, they look like they've got the A's. That includes out. me. It's been a rough day. Because I, I feel like Michael Die Hard 2 really just doesn't fit into the story really well. Uh, you know that's fair. He seems really mysterious, out of place. The mysterious drug runner slash yeah, potential just rapist. The fall apart roommate. I just don't see why he'd be there. All right. Well, I mean, I guess the good news is that we'll answer it for you if given long enough time. Yeah, we'll get there. What did you think at this? Point? Uh, so at this point, so I'd been assuming for a long time that Michael was actually her father because in the. I was just like, from the word go, I'm like, That's what the I second I understood what happened, Michael I was like, raped. Michael raped her, and she lied about who the father was. However, it specifically mentions that in her he journal used that he wore Yeah. And I was like, Weird. oh, you know, I'm like, I'm. Weird touch. I was include. like, I'm optimistic that he's not actually her dad because that's dark and sad. And I don't want that for her. Even if she is, like, just really in, like, the mastermind spy fucking over these people. Like, you know, she's the main character, and I'm kind of rooting for her. Uh, no, this is the first time we've rooted for bad main characters. 
Anyways, uh, so they go back. They tell uh, Robert all this stuff. He's like, okay, uh, so the trial, like, the preliminary hearing is in, like, two days. I need you to go down there and find the son, Sam, uh, of the woman who was murdered and find out anything you can, like, if he actually saw this guy. Like, basically, you know, it's been 11 years. Maybe we never really got to talk to this. Like, we weren't the original lawyers, so maybe he remembers something different now. Maybe it was a lie. Who knows? You guys are his age. He's going to, or closer to his age, he's going to trust you guys more. But, like, do not tell anyone in town who you are or why you're there. For some reason, the sheriff, like, knows we're in round now, and he's pissed. Uh, which is almost certainly the result of that text message she sent, but, you know, such is life. Yeah. So they go down, and they track this guy down to a bar, and... They had, like she basically makes like a fake uh I don't know Tinder profile or something Some and manages to get friend requests from all of his friends and then uses that to figure out where they are that night. And they go to the bar, they have dinner, and then it is a dive bar. Yeah. It's they, it's called Sam the Thirsty is, Beaver. It's oh yeah. <laughs> and Sam's underage, his friend, they're all eighteen years old, but it's is like a bar where they still get served. Yeah, this is a good old boys bar. Where are we at now? Are we in Maine? Uh yeah, no, it's all this whole book takes place in Virginia. She's only she's from Maine, but that's in, really Oh, okay. We're yeah. Virginia. Okay. Yeah, that's re- that's really the only way Maine ties in. Uh so she goes I'm down not surprised. Yeah. The backstory took place in Maine, the present is all in Virginia. But so she goes up and starts talking to the same guy and is like, hey, can like, I don't want to like harass you over this or anything. Like, I just want to talk to you about it if you're open to it. And he kind of like softens like, you know, he's like, she's a pretty girl. She's talking to me. She's buying me beers. This is a traumatic thing. But like, I got to talk about it eventually. Like I, you know, I knew this was coming. And so they go over and talk. Well, like the uh, the bartender. waitress, yeah, the bartender knows that, like, she's, like, eyeing them and goes over and makes a phone call, and all his friends at the bar are watching him, and while he's talking to her, all of a sudden, all his friends get up, walk over to Sean, and start beating the shit out of it him. It wasn't his friends, it was, like, a group of bikers. Oh, okay. I misunderstood that. Yeah, no, it was, like, literally, like, a biker gang that... Yeah, ba- three good old boys wander over and just start smashing Sean's face in. She tries to get in the way. They beat the shit out of her, too, and throw her out of the way. Keep wailing on this guy. Mm. And then the sheriff comes in. 911. Yeah. She calls an ambulance, and then the sheriff comes in, and he's like, hey, what's going on here? And they're like, oh, this guy was harassing Sam uh, and being belligerent. Like, he maybe he was on PCP, he was drunk or something, and he was giving the waitress trouble. And she's like, yep. And everyone in the bar just agrees, like, yeah, he was being a piece of shit. And the sheriff's like, oh, cool, fantastic. Uh, throws him in the back of the squad car. And she's like, he's got to go to a hospital. And he's like, no. And takes the guy and fuck. And he's like, and if you keep arguing with me, you can join him in the cell. So Sheriff Pierce is a dick. Oh, yeah. Just her opinion on him fully flips. And she's like, I have fucked everything up. <laughs> so yeah. she, like, panic calls everybody in the group. She finally gets a hold of... Robert Parekh and is like, this is what's going on. He's like, okay, I'll handle it. I'll get a lawyer over there. I'll get a doctor to go over to the jail to check on him. 
all this. Uh, so she goes back to the hotel, and she's just thinking in her head, you know, like, she's been kind of putting little pieces together. Like, there was a pizza guy that had delivered pizza to Michael and his alibi the night of the murder. And I can't remember his name, but his name... Uh, Derek Rawlings. That's right. And that name had come up. Uh, because Sam's sure. best friend, the kid, his best friend was Teddy Rawlings, the son of that pizza guy. Yes, and Sheriff Pierce is married to Mindy, who used to be Mindy Rawlings. And yeah. she's like, this is weird. So it's like, like one big weird extended, like it's this mm-hmm. connection of families between the victims and the pizza guy and the sheriff. And the lady that was murdered, supposedly by Michael Dandridge, had pizza in her stomach at the, when they did her autopsy. And so they know that pizza had been ordered and delivered to the apartment that night. And it was also yeah, Teddy and she's Rollins like, that delivered he might the have, pizza. That might be or not she, Teddy. Uh, Derek. Yes. But he's like, that might be how the guy knew that she'd be home alone because no one could understand why anyone would break into a military housing place. Where the to, walls were paper thin, apparently. Yeah, and like go for someone who may have had their military husband at home. Yeah. Would have been a rough, would have been a rough awakening. <laughs> yeah, would have yeah, been, been a big gamble. So but, she's just, she's thinking yeah, through it and she's now like, Am I wrong? And she goes outside, like, in the morning, like, with a coffee, and it's still dark out. And Sam, the the kid, uh, or I mean, he's 18 at this point, but the kid from the case, murder case shows up, and he's like, hey, I need to talk to you. Like, it, it's a lie. I never saw him that night. Like, the sheriff came to me and said, hey, we can put away the guy who killed your mom but I need your help, basically. Like, you need to ID this guy. Yeah. And he was like, and he's, like, he's I was seven guy. years old, and he was basically my best friend's uncle. He'd always taken us to, like, ball games. He'd taken care of us. Like, because, you know, Derek Rawlings was a piece of shit. So it was always the, the sheriff who ended up, like, basically being a father to these kids. And he was like, so when he, you know, asked me to do this for him, I did. And now... Like, between what I saw last night and just what I've seen as I've grown older, like, he's not a good guy, and I don't want to keep doing the lie. Like, I know that, like, any time anyone, like, speaks out in this town, like, he has blackmail on everyone. He shuts them up. He yeah, silences he, them. Yes. Like, he talks about, like... Uh, beats uh, them in a submission. Like, he's like, you know, if you argue with the sheriff too much, like, maybe the next time your daughter gets pulled over, he finds heroin in her car. Like, that's the exact he example. Takes he takes it to the extreme. Yeah, he's just like, oh, you know, I'll happily ruin your whole family's life on, with no evidence. And Derek Rawlings died years ago in a car accident. Yeah, about and 10 months after the murder trial. Yes, and at some point, I can't remember if it was after, it was later on, I feel like. Oh, it he was. He approached Teddy and pretty much implied or said, yeah, like, like, hey. I killed your dad. He didn't say it in these exact words. He was words. like, basically, you owe me forever now yeah. for getting rid of this problem in your life. He cut the brakes or something. Yeah, but he, either that or he just yeah, fucking... I think there was, like, no skid marks and he hit a tree or something. Yeah, like I'm that. sure he just beat him to death with a fucking club and then crashed the tree into a car and was like, oh, you got drunk driving. Crashed the tree. Like, why bother... Like, guy. these guys are... Like, <laughs> he's so yeah, corrupt, man. he's not even trying to hide that he's cheating. You don't need to. When you're that cool. But, yeah, and Sam is like, yeah, he has, like, a filing cabinet at home full of, like, blackmail on everybody. He's got everybody, like, including the prosecutor. It's 
Yeah. He basically is running the town. He owns the town. Now Hannah knows that, and she asks him, you know, would you be willing to admit that you lied? And he pretty much says, like, yeah, I'm willing to do the right thing, but my my grandparents are taking us out of town to get away from all of this, like, hullabaloo. And so, but this is where we're going to be. He draws her a map. And she's like, okay. So she's deciding how she's going to handle this. And then... She real like, at the same time, she's like, she's trying to decide whether or not she still wants to do it. Because he's like, just because Mike Rollins, you know, didn't, maybe didn't do this. That's that's the best we have. Michael Dandridge? Sure. Whatever. You're like losing it, dude. I don't know what's happening to me tonight. I'm, I'm not okay. <laughs> what a disappointment you are. You know what? I don't, take this. I, don't, I don't. I can't believe you'd forget Michael Dip- diplomatic disputes name like that. <laughs> How dare you? You know, the second I didn't use a D in his name, I knew I'd fucked up. <laughs> but she's like, he may still have done it. Like we haven't found any evidence that he didn't. It just it's kind of really piling up, and so she goes to talk to him by herself and like get to the bottom of this backstory because. Her mother's journals aren't adding up. She's starting to think her mother lied about them. Well, because she does call her mom, and her mom just gets upset and pretty much won't tell her anything. Yeah, does that uh, hysteric, like, immediately goes into, like, hysterics, so, like, you can't get to the truth because they're so hurt that you're even asking. Uh, So she's talking to him, and he's like, oh, yeah, like, I, like, there was a Tom, like, and he did get drunk and, like, slip and die on the dock, like, but, like, your mom never dated him. Like, your mom and me dated. Kind of. But she yeah, like really we, was a gold digger. Yeah, like, we were off and on for, like, a while. But, like, you know, we didn't really like each other that much. Uh, and then... She when, was really pissed when she found out he was not wealthy. Yeah, when his money ran out, she kind of just cut ties with him. And then when Tom died, she was like, well, I know how both of us can get some cash. Because she was actually pregnant. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to go to his parents and be like, hey, Tom, you know, knocked me up. Basically, give me some hush money and you need to go in and be like, as his best friend, be like, yeah, he was with her. Like, she's a good Catholic girl who just, you know, fell in with Tom, fell in love, got some money. And they basically both worked together to scam this dude's parents. And he got a cut of the money. Yeah. And, like, he got a little bit of the money, and then the mom took the rest of it, and he's like, that's pretty much how it went down. Like, I didn't realize it was you until, you know, you came in here again just now. He's like, I didn't realize you were Laura's kid. And, uh, yeah. So Laura's bag. Yeah, she's real and realizes that she's essentially been actively trying to sabotage her own father's chances of getting out of prison for a rape murder he didn't commit. And she's, she's not doing great. No, and Hazel finally comes back from oh, yeah, her New York trip and is like, there was never an interview, blah, 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 and Camilla suspects that it was Yeah, Camilla's like, what the Hannah. fuck? Yeah, this is a little bit before the the big events, but yeah, hey, Camilla's like, someone changed the numbers, but they only changed the numbers on the Dandridge case, like, that seems like it's an inside job. There's only one new person here. Coincides with her coming to town. But yeah, so like people are starting to suspect, like apparently Camilla's told everyone there's something sketchy about Hannah. So Sean finds her at her room because like after he gets out of, they he gets bailed out, gets a doctor, and like later that day comes to talk to her and he's like, hey, 
what the fuck is going on? Like, you uncovered all this information. You haven't told anybody else. Like, you drove back that night. I haven't been able to call you. You threw your phone into the ocean because she calls her mom after she talks to Michael and is like, you fucking lied to me. Everything was lies. Like, why did you do this? And then the mom does the hysteric thing again. She just throws her phone into the road. Uh, but he's sitting there and he's like, what the fuck is going on? And she just, you know, she's had enough at this point. So she just tells him everything. <laughs> and he's understandably, he's like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. He's pretty pissed off. Justifiably so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's, she was a bit of a snake. Yeah, like, I mean, she showed up, essentially lied to all of them and actively sabotaged them. Yeah. He's a, He's pretty upset, and he's like, all right, go, give me the map that, sh- uh, that Sam gave you. I'm going to go get him. Uh, we're, I'm going to get him out of there. And she's like, well, I told him I'd be the one to get him. Like, I can do it. And he's like, I'm not letting you anywhere near this case fucking ever again. Yeah. Like, you've just openly admitted to actively sabotaging us multiple times and fucking with everyone's lives. No, you're done. Uh, bye, I guess. Sending the one chick off to New York for the interview was was pretty rude. So her, her justification, well, she obviously it was for selfish reasons, but they had been talking about how Hazel came from a wealthy family. So she was like, it doesn't matter, you know, if she doesn't her. have a job lined up or if she's not on the project because she's from a wealthy family, she's going to land on her feet. Well, then it turns out that her parents got divorced and her dad actually isn't giving her mom or her any money. So you're just like, okay. Oopsie. <laughs> yeah. Oopsie, poopsie. How was I supposed to know that? How was I supposed to know that? Nobody fucking told me. Yeah, yeah. So it cuts to uh, Sean gets his own one single chapter in this book. And it like follows him and he like tells Robert. Uh, and Robert's like, holy shit. He was like, I thought this girl was like, you know, like she was going to be like questionably like dedicated. Like she was going to be a driving force, like maybe skirt cut some corners, but, you know, get stuff done for us. I did not suspect that she was there to do that at us. I have fucked up very badly. And he was like, yeah, Camilla suspected all along. And he's like, we should all listen to Camilla more. Okay. (laughs) Robert's eye and Camilla like, maybe I should bang you next, baby. Maybe, maybe when you graduate, we meet up for some private lessons. And uh, <laughs> so following this, Sean drives out into the country, like takes all these like back dirt roads, almost goes over a cliff at one point. Like it's it's like the scary dirt roads. Yeah. Uh, like the, uh, the road to Hana, Caleb. Huh? Oh, wait. So, oh, I was talking about that with Morgan the other day when you guys went to Hawaii and did the road to Hana and you and was it you that puked the whole time? Oh yeah, I do remember I puked out the side of the car real bad. <laughs> what does that have to do at all? Winding with... roads. Okay. Yeah, no, I remember I I, I puked <laughs> out the side of the car because I had real bad uh, motion sickness and then I like fully remember like staring out the window at, like, the dotted line, because that's supposed to, you know, stop the motion sickness. And I feel like I missed a fucking hour of time from staring at that line to Morgan having to violently shake me so I could pull my head in because the road got so narrow and there was a car coming that it would have clipped my head. Oh, my oh, God. Did you, you ever see Hereditary? Hereditary? Did you oh, guys see I, I have seen Hereditary. Oh, 
sister morgan saved your life no like we were stopped like they saw and mom saw, like we were at a full stop <laughs> apparently but she but, was trying to help you yeah and yeah, morgan did save my life one time okay uh, that was very off topic but honestly kind of interesting i've never heard the story before oh watch, there's more to it watch the hereditary See, this watch could be hereditary. One of our it's stories. a good movie you should thank her caleb so <laughs> give her a okay. hug caleb yeah, I don't think I've ever hugged Morgan. There's it's a never first, too late to start. First for you know? almost everything, they yeah. say. It feels weird now, but I'll do it, I guess. So Sean navigates this dirt road, <laughs> dodges a cliff. I actually have another story about a dirt road. Oh, my fucking God. No. <laughs> yeah, no. I want to hear it. Oh, my God. Is it All right, true story? whatever. Yeah, it's a true story. Okay. So me and Alden uh, get off work late. Uh, already heard this story. Oh, you've heard it when I tried getting to the bank on time? Yeah, and you took, like, a what you thought was a shortcut? We took, we took what Google Maps told me was a shortcut, and we drove through someone's desolate farm. I've done that before. For, like, ten minutes. It's pitch black. There's just dirt on it. Did it go through a really sudden steep canyon? Yes. I've been through there. It's a dirt road. I've been, I've been on that road a few times. We used to go and hang out there because it's very cool out there on, a, like, a starry night. It, well, when I was in a rush and couldn't like drive quickly because it was a dirt road I was like this is not as big of a shortcut as I thought it was yeah, we were out there very unsuccessfully trying to find Jump Off Joe and uh, we found a pit to hell and uh, sounds like you found it too Alden was Woo! very mad he was like this was not the road you were supposed to turn on and I was like Google Maps told me this is the road <laughs> I was supposed to turn on and he looked at it and he was like I don't know why I told you to go here this isn't a road and it wasn't I basically was just driving on someone's it's farmland fine. I mean yeah it was that's just a fun story. I've literally this, been there, but uh, the don't take shortcuts sometimes. On, right? sometimes. Sometimes shortcuts are gonna <laughs> lead you into weird places. Yeah. Uh, should, that was after we watched Hereditary, so we were like, oh. you should right. try Google Maps in New England, <laughs> where a lot of the roads are not much more than a logging road, somehow yeah. still on a map. <laughs> All right. So, Sean successfully navigates the road. Pulls up to this cabin, goes up and, like, knocks on the door, and the fucking sheriff answers the door. Oh, motherfucker. That bitch. Not cool. Yeah, uh, and starts threatening Sean, like, you need to get the fuck out of here, yada yada. And Sean's like, he's having a bad day. He got beat the shit out of last night. He's barely out of the hospital. Just found out his new friend has betrayed all of them very severely. And is now being threatened by the man who had the shit beaten out of him and is just like, you know, I'm not really that scared of you after all. Like, you know what, motherfucker? I have a weird feeling that, like, because uh, Hannah had told him the theory of that Derek Rawlings, the pizza guy, was the actual killer and that the sheriff had covered it up. And he's like, I have a weird feeling that, like, you know, you knew exactly who the killer was the whole time and that you just happened to kill your brother-in-law because it really worked out for you. He's like, honestly, once I figured out what kind of man you were, it was pretty easy to put the whole pieces together. And the sheriff immediately loses his temper and starts beating the shit out of Sean before Sam comes out and pulls them apart. And is like, hey, you, you got to get the fuck out of here. And like they're walk, he's walking him back to the truck and Sam's like, he's like, you got to come with me. And Sam's like, fuck it. Okay, let's go. And they get in the 
car and start driving out of there. Well, the sheriff flips, gets in his pickup truck and starts trying to fucking ram him. And like, uh, Sean's like, how well does he know these roads? And he's like, pretty well. And he's like, he's going to try and push us off the cliff when we go by it. And so like, they managed to like try and outrun him. And while, while this guy's chasing him, the grandpa of Sam, yeah, of Sam slash the murder victim comes out and like actually like stops the sheriff, gets in a fight with him because he's trying to kill his grandson. And the sheriff just beats the shit out of this old man too. He that leaves it. He and it says he's like because the grandpa like pulls him out to fight, and it ends with the sheriff leaving him on the ground in the dirt. Are you sure? Yeah. I feel like you're making a lot of this up. No. Zach's taking some creative liberties here, I believe. I don't know. What page? Late, late book. It's Sean's only chapter. <laughs> it doesn't. Say if it Sean. wasn't in the book, it was Lord. still good, Zach. I like the way you told it. I mean, okay. I'm I'm pretty cool with it. Whether Hannah's it was in there or not. Yeah. Either way. Pretty much he like, we got to just Yeah, go. he throws the grandpa into the dirt, and Sam's like, we got to go back, and Sean's like, no, he bought us time to get out of here. We're going to get out of here. So yeah. they get out, and they basically make it to the trial. Uh, they, they keep Sam somewhere safe until then, and we cut back to Hannah, who's like, all right, got to make things right. I know how to fix this. I know how to win this trial. All I've got to do is commit a series of crimes that could absolutely fuck me over very badly. So she goes to Home Depot and she buys a crowbar. And when she knows that the trial is starting and that he's going to, the sheriff is going to be down at the courthouse, she breaks into his house, gets into his rec room, finds the file cabinet, rips it open with the crowbar, takes the files, goes through them, figures out what his blackmail is on a bunch of people, and then leaves. Nice. And she takes uh, evidence that had been collected at the other... Yeah, the, the other rape that she, she thought seemed familiar, the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, there was hair found at that scene, too, that also didn't get cataloged. And she's like, it's probably because it would have matched the hair from the first one. Yeah. yeah, it was collected by one of the officers. And then Pierce pretty much was like, give that to me, like... Forget yeah. this ever happened, and this officer now is retired, lives in Florida, but has agreed to come back and testify if necessary. Yeah, it was like he threatened my it. grandson if That's I didn't right, make it yeah. go away. She's like, I don't have any family left there. I have nothing to be afraid of now. Yeah, you can't follow me to Florida. <laughs> oh, but, uh, okay. Uh, Pierce had left Samuel Sr. standing in the dirt and was climbing back into his truck. Ah, I was wrong. I thought, he, I thought when he said in the dirt, it had not He left him ground. standing in the dirt, and Zach went to beat the shit out of him and left him laying in the, the dirt. Zach, <laughs> I, liked your, I liked your story. Yeah, thanks. I liked so. your story better. He's putting a nice little <laughs> twist on it for the audience. I used to wonder if Sam Sr. had managed to stop him or if he'd called off the chase. All right, well, <laughs> you know what? I told the story that I wanted to read. <laughs> Jazzed it up a little bit. I enjoyed it. I don't know if Dervla would appreciate it, but... I don't I don't know if anyone's ever appreciated the coverage we've given their books. I think... <laughs> you know... I wish we and could And rightly ask. so. I wish we could ask one of them. We should write. If we could get a hold of them. Amanda Headley. <laughs> I feel like we could get a hold of her. I feel like there's a, no, a not considerable amount of these authors that we could actually get a hold of. Like, a lot of the books we read aren't that huge. I bet these people would be like, oh, yeah, if someone's covering my book, so I'll talk. All uh, of these people are stars. Maybe. 
Anyway, so she shows up to the court trials and, like, walks up, like, basically gets behind the defendant's uh, bench and is, like, talking to Robert, like, hey, I can, like, I can win this case. Like, you just got to let me this in there. takes a very theatrical turn here. It very much does. Like, <laughs> during the trial, uh, the Sam goes on, testifies that his uncle, bas- or that the sheriff uh, basically said, hey, I need you to make this up. Uh, that he lied. Yeah, and that I lied because the sheriff, because I trusted the sheriff and I was seven. And he's like, now I've seen what kind of man he is, and I don't think that if this guy did it, the sheriff would have needed a seven-year-old boy to lie to make it happen. Yeah. That, yeah, that tracks. Like, if the sheriff could prove that this guy was guilty, we wouldn't be in this place. Uh, and so everyone's already, like, kind of anti-sheriff in this courtroom. And then uh, Hannah manages to convince uh, Robert and Michael, like, hey, uh, I broke into this guy's office. I stole his files. I have proof that he has basically been blackmailing people and hiding evidence. You just got to let me up there. And she's like, I I am a, like, what is it? I'm a third-year law student in good standing. Like, as long as there's a supervising lawyer, I will be allowed to, like, go up and do lawyerly things. And he's like, I, why the fuck would I trust you? And Michael's like, let her do it. Yeah, let her do it. And I'm like... That's why baby girl did. <laughs> yeah, I honestly was really surprised he wasn't, like, didn't justify, like, I gotta give my daughter a shot, huh? Well, they don't know that part of it. Uh, Robert doesn't, but it was just Robert, Michael, and her in the room. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, so they they end up letting him do it, and or, or Hannah do it, and she goes up, calls the sheriff to the stand, and starts, like, fucking grilling him on all of the blackmail and like she's like yeah and you found like like we found there was hair that you guys uh, omitted from the initial case and then we happened to find hair that happens to be the same type of hair that went missing from another rape attempted murder that you threatened an officer to make go away basically trying to force him to admit to all of this blackmail stuff and proving a bunch of evidence she admits out loud like like, the judge is like, where are you getting all of this evidence that you aren't submitting? She's like, well, I broke into his house an hour ago. And like, she knows that this is all, like, I can't remember this is the a verbiage fucking, yeah. that they use. But she's like, I know, because they're like, she's essentially trying to testify through her questioning. And she's like, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. She's just trying to yes. put it out there yeah. so that they have to investigate it's like it. So question. that, like, it, yeah, it's a public admission of all of this stuff. And, like... Well, there's this files in this area. If you let this court case go or whatever, like you will be letting them destroy evidence, and you cannot, as a judge, knowingly let them do that. Let and also, I'm admitting to a crime, and you have to act on it. And the the fucking sheriff Pierce is red, like sweating, shaking, furious, and uh, <laughs> the judge is like. Yeah, hey, bailiff, uh, before... I'm going to have everyone clear the room and real quick take his gun and his cuffs before we get carried away. Mm -hmm. It's all coming out. She's spilling the tea. Yeah, he even tries to, like, stand up to do something. It's not clear if he was going to actually, like, attack her or if he was just going to stand up and shout. But the bailiff just grabs him and shoves him back in his chair. He's like, yeah, no, no, that's not not how this is going to go. Nope. 
But she's like, uh, the judge is basically like, honestly, at the end of the day, uh, with everything I've seen, your star witness has recanted his tale and says that it was his a fourth tale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the judge is like, your star witness has recanted his story, uh, which is bad. And like, and he's saying he was coerced by the sheriff. And now I have seen, like, we know, like, the multiple people have admitted that the sheriff has beaten a confession out of this guy. That's your two main pieces of evidence. And I have a mountain of people claiming that the sheriff is blackmailing them. Uh, so I can't see any reason that we should continue a trial with this man. You're free to go, Mr. Dandridge. Like, there's no evidence that you should be in this courtroom. Awesome. Michael Dora the Explorer got acquitted? Yeah. That's well, good. essentially they're not retrying him at this time and they're not going to make him stay in prison until that happens. So, mm, so, that's so then Hannah's like, like house Daddy! And like runs into his arms and yeah, he picks her up. Like yeah, I was gonna say this seems you. so unlikely. I kind of like your story too, though. That's Thank real you. nice. Yeah, yeah there's like a, essentially, honestly, that's the end of Michael's role in this story. Is we kind of jump like a month forward-ish, if from this point. Uh, I don't even know. Is it a month? It's they don't give a clear timeline. Uh, I, I know it all happens pretty quick, but it's essentially Hannah going home to Maine to essentially get her stuff and confront her mother. Because uh, she's realizing now, like, she's never had friends. Ne- anytime she even started to get remotely close to somebody, her mother would somehow ruin that yeah, relationship. Yeah, she'd sabotage it. Like, like, you, like, have a full-blown fight with her favorite teacher, get, you know, make it so she couldn't hang out with various friends. No, you can't join that activity. I need you at home. Like anything she would have done that wasn't just solely doting on her mother was just yeah. fucking. So she mixed. isolated her to the point where she only had her mom. So. Yeah. So her mom's like trying to like cry and she's like, no, I'm not having it. And she's like, you like manipulated and ruined a grieving parent's lot, like stole money from them. And she's like, and then when push came to shove, like you sent me debt, like you know it. I went down to Virginia to sabotage a man's chance of ever getting out of prison, fully destroying his life, and you let me do it, knowing that he did not commit that crime. And she's like, I didn't have anything to do with that. And she's like, oh, no. The anonymous phone call that lured the police to Michael Dandridge came from this, like, came from this city, Hmm. which is, you know, five states away. Like, Like, you heard about this. And called an anonymous tip she on your ex-boyfriend because you wanted to get rid of him. Wow. I don't even know, like, what the worst thing Laura did was. <laughs> right? It's like, She's you can't so even, terrible. like... I, I mean, it's probably a tie between ruining Michael's life and ruining her daughter's life. Right? God. But, I mean, now... Hannah has a chance, but she's there, and guess who brought her to Maine to pick up her shit and get the fuck out? It was Camilla and Sean. They're all besties now. And she's like, they were better friends to me in the end than I ever had any right to hope for. Yeah. You know, that's fair. And uh, then she, Robert, actually is like, you should maybe stick (laughs) around. I skipped that part. Uh, So before she leaves, before the final chapter, he's like, all right, everything you did was fucked up. And he's like, but I'm going to be honest. My initial, ass- case. Yeah, my initial assessment that you were going to go above and beyond for a case was spot on. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of people you could help with this kind of attitude. And she's like, 
He's like, you could stay, you could finish the semester. And she's like, I mean, I'd love to, but I'm not actually a student at UC or UVA. And he's like, Jesus, one of these dogs farted. Yeah. Oh, God. Ugh. Forgive us, audience. They're killing us. Caleb, you should open the door, man. <laughs> Caleb's not even affected by it. No, I don't smell it either. Okay, so uh, that that kind of broke the flow of the moment as the dogs <laughs> tried to fucking murder us in this small enclosed room. I didn't even uh, smell it. She reveals that she's never been a student at the University of Virginia Law. In the Robert's like, holy fucking shit, are you kidding me? Like, the only reason you were even allowed up there is because you were supposedly my student. And she's like, yeah. Hopefully nobody I, looks too close. She was like, I took a gamble on it. And he was like, holy shit, you're crazy. <laughs> Yeah, and she's like, people, this is going to be such a big deal that somebody's probably going to look into it, and they might uncover it, but what are you going to do? Yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, You know, I did what I had to do. Yeah, but they never address, like, her potential future relationship with her father. I don't... Yeah, no, they just kind of... she just ends. After she, she fights with her mother, we find out that the mom was the one who sent him in the first place, and yeah, it was a wrap. Hmm. The, her friends kind of forgave her, and I was like, well, they really, I wonder, they were really fine with that. I wonder if Hazel would have forgiven her. I, you know, I don't know. They, probably not. <laughs> that's, that, that's a fucked up way. Like, the others, like, got to know her, and then she betrayed them. Like, Hazel, she fucking cut her out the gate. Like, you know, that's a relationship you started in enemies. I think she should have changed her name from her mom's last name to her dad's. I think Hannah Dry Eye Relief really sounds nice. God damn it. <laughs> Anything? Okay. What are, what are you guys' thoughts? Help me out here. <laughs> tell me tell me your thoughts on the matter, Caleb. You know, I enjoy it. You know, I can see why I didn't really solve the case of the, the murder, because there just wasn't one. Because the mother is a fully unreliable narrator for the entire half of and the And it she was just a terrible person. The fact that, that she completely fabricated journals... Just to leave them somewhere where she knew her daughter would find them. It's a whole new... Yeah, that's crazy. so That's like up. a whole nother level of, like, crazy. Yeah. Super crazy. It's, yeah, it, that is a hardcore manipulation. Well, like... I don't like it, her. Pe- there's, like, people will lie to the point they believe their own lies. So maybe she, like... No, she knew she had lied. She was just manipulative. Like a psychopath? Maybe. She, I think she is a psychopath. Probably. Sociopath. I think she's a psychopath. I mean, she was willing to fucking send somebody to jail for... Yeah, because he had asked for some more money. Yeah. Like, hey, you're going to go to jail for a rape murder because I'm annoyed that you've called me. Don't hit me up again, Michael. <laughs> don't, don't call again. Lose my number, bitch. Oh my god, Mr. Doctor Seuss. Well, like, that was the crazy. Like he didn't even know she set him up. She didn't like call and close. She was just like, ah, fucking loser. Oh. <laughs> We're out in a prison cell. Sucks to suck, you know. Oh man, you know, I guess. So. Yeah, God. Oh man. Well, yeah. That's, so that yeah. was the. Uh, any thoughts? Interesting. Yeah. No, I just don't think. Um, I'm not impressed with uh, Laura. Yeah, I don't think anybody was. It was pretty, pretty rude what she did there. Pretty rude. <laughs> Wicked rude. And Wicked I rude, as some might say. I feel a little bad for Hannah also. Yeah, I've, I I kind of went back and forth where I was like, I feel bad for her 
And I guess she just really did not ever have a chance. But I was no, like, I, at some point, it's like, I don't know, like her trying to overturn like everything they were doing. I was like, maybe just see where it goes. Yeah, she, I, my only like annoyance no with her was for, that she kept giving them shit for being like, you guys all think he's innocent. You're all fucking idiots. Like, you're doing the same in reverse. Granted, you think yeah, you have more incontrovertible evidence. Which it turns out that you don't, but I can get why you would believe your mother's journals and all this stuff. Like, that one's a little harder to... But still, you're going... You're coming up against a lot of evidence now that says he also maybe didn't do it, and you would really prefer not to see that. It's showing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, like, I, I, could, I get it. Like, I did not hate her or anything like that. I got where she was coming from. No, I was just like, ooh, you're maybe making some poor choices here. But don't we all? I had a good time. I liked the book in the, in the end. I enjoyed the book. I told that. I was like, I feel like it wasn't bad. Like, I read it. It was easy to read. But I was like, I'll probably forget about this. Kind of like weeks. popcorn. Like, it, it came and went, and it was pleasant. Yeah, but it, it's not like leaving popcorn, a... actually, so no. Yeah, I get a lasting impression on me. So then why the fuck could you use that in my presence? Okay, some chips. It's fucking Doritos, Caleb. Okay, in my presence, who the fuck are you, Laura? Yeah. For a second, I forgot that there was Laura in the book in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> you just, I was like, everyone's doing bad tonight, guys, except Mallory. Mallory seems fine. Off topic, why. how cool would it be to have the last name Slaughter? That'd be kind of hard. I'd like that. It depends on what you ended up doing with your life, you know? Like, what if... I just feel like it'd be cool to have. I feel like if I ever if get you married... Were like, Caleb Slaughter. Yeah. I feel like if I ever get married, I'd just, like, sub, I'd, instead of, like, taking each other's names, I just want to make a new last name and be, like, Slaughter. That'd be kind of cool, actually. Cool. Like, you know what? Caleb Slaughter. You don't own me, I don't own you. Let's just choose something fucking yeah. badass. I think that'd be I think that'd be cool. I, I only bring this up because one of the reviews is Karen's letter. Oh, she writes a lot of books. Yeah. They're actually pretty brutal, so I that's go the name may name. it might be a pseudonym after all. Anyways, but I think it'd be a real cool last name, and that's all I had to add. What would our last name be if we got married? Yeah, would you guys pick a new one? It would be my last name because I would own you. You'd be my Jesus wife. fucking Christ. <laughs> You'd be my wife. Oh my you are God. my property now. <laughs> you are my physical okay. property. Oh be God. a man, buy a woman. <laughs> oh, man. Ace a favorite character? Um, I don't know. Uh, Josh. Josh? The, the character from 11 books ago? No, who the fuck was the guy that died? Uh, the murderer? There was nobody, no guy died. Except Derek. Derek Rawlings, the murder rapist. I thought the guy with the boat. Oh, oh, Tom. Oh, Tom. 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 Yeah. Ted. Wow. Not Josh. Tom. <laughs> Tom. You know, <laughs> if that the was, backstory uh, version of him had been real, he was a pretty good guy. Well, it, what, he was. He was a college student. He had a serious girlfriend. That's why, like, Michael was like, he wouldn't have dated Laura. He had a serious girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. You just seem like a kind of guy. <laughs> he yeah, wouldn't actually. have dated Laura. He's just a she wealthy. sucked and he could see through that. <laughs> Me? No. Idiot. <laughs> Total just fucking a dildo. Man. Fell for that. We were doing drugs and shit. All right. Okay. A swing and a hit, Asa. Good <laughs> job. Real proud of you. Mouth or you Oh, fuck. I think it might be... We didn't go into this character at all, but Sean's mom is in the book. 
a little yeah, bit. Yeah, she's very. She, was, she was a character you didn't even talk about. A kind of a minor character. Okay. She was very. She was a she baddie. Was I liked Sean and I liked Camilla. Honestly, Camilla yeah, was nice. smart, and yeah, she I liked, was like. I was sad that she got phased out for Sean yeah. in the second half because she was a better character. Yeah, she was like, bitch. Sean was you. a good character, but Camilla was more fun. Yeah, and I just respected that she like figured it out. Yeah, Caleb. Uh, clearly, Tom Tom Dogmom uh, was my best character. What? Tom Dogmom. You have now fully fused the the fictitious version of Tom. <laughs> no, the real one. He just he, he was Mike. Just, Michael Dendrich? Oh, that's the word. Why did I forget? <laughs> you forgot all of the words. You didn't get any of it right. <laughs> I, I was trying. I'm like, I'm pretty sure. I got my name wrong as well, but I was not remembering it. Holy <laughs> crap, dude. <laughs> I was so focused. Guys, we, we did a bad job. Maybe read this book for yourself. Thank you for making it to the end. No, of the but episode. I just want to say, you seem like a chill guy. Zach, who he was, was your favorite? Oh yeah, uh, I think Robert Parekh, the the head of the place. Honestly, because like at he first so he seemed suave. kind of a, he. At first they were like he's kind of a suave asshole, and then as it went along, it's like honestly he's kind of crazy. Like he he does genuinely like believe in what he's doing, but I just like that he was like, "You're a fucking lunatic, lady. You're hired." Gotta have I, it. I, you, you broke into a sheriff's house, stole evidence, and admitted to it in front of a court case to win that court case. Yeah, you're hired. What won't the bitch do, you know? Yeah. Uh, also, She'll beat a confession out of something. What would you change your last name to? Ooh, God, I was thinking about... I keep coming up with all these stupid... Like, part of me was like, oh, it'd be cool, like Starwind or something, and no, I wouldn't do that. That's Starwind? Not, no. <laughs> Please do that. Fuck that funny. Zach Star <laughs> Zach Galaxy. Yeah, uh, actually, that's fun. I like I like Zach Galaxy. I don't know why, but that that resonates with me pretty good. Okay. I was like, okay. you could do something. What's up? What's your name? Zach Loose Butt. What? <laughs> and just constantly leave people like just awestruck. Hey, fuck <laughs> well, that took an interesting turn. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, little known detail about Zach, he has a loose Ace butt. of one ball. <laughs> Ace of total domination. <laughs> total domination. Good stuff. Mm. Last yeah. name, Mel? God, I'm thinking about it. Okay, I had this Ace professor at CBC, well, at my school that I went to for college for a little bit, and his last name was Matasius. Oh, that's a fun one. Yeah, and I was like, that would be cool, Mallory Matasius. Like a last name, I've always liked. Uh, like, like if we're going for like a serious name, like I like the last name Sinclair. Just, that's, that's I nice always thought easy. it sounded really cool. Yeah, it's got a class to Proper, it. Proper, you know. Yeah. If I need a name other than Slaughter, um. <laughs> yeah, as I say, you already picked one. I mean, it does not have to be. I also I really like posited Slaughter. Galaxy and Loose Butt. <laughs> I'd really like people looking at him, being like trying to think of it like an actual last name, like. Slater, Slater, Slot, and I'm like, no, it's Slaughter. You got it right. It is what it is, man. Get over it. <laughs> just pull a knife out of nowhere. Just like, you you say you're going to stick with white? My name is Caleb Murdered Six yeah. Women. What? <laughs> Caleb can't convict me for nothing. <laughs> what is? What are some, uh, I feel like Bundy, that's a pretty popular last name. Gacy's probably still pretty popular. I don't, you know, I'm Hitler? not sure. I don't. Mallory Hitler? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys ever watch it? I know you watched this show. I'm trying to remember no, the name of it. Lost it all. Uh, 
It was like a really funny show, and they canceled it after like two or three seasons, and I'll never understand why. But it's like a just like Wait. a funny group of friends dating, you know, getting through life. But this girl like falls in love. She's like, I just met the best guy ever. He's a perfect. He checks off every box on my list. And then she finds out his last name is Hitler. When he pays for the bill, and she's like, oh, my God. So she tries to, like, write in a book, like, I can't remember what her name is, like, Katie or something, Katie Hitler. Like, you know, <laughs> trying to make it, like, could I accept it, you know, and drawing little hearts over the eye, you know. But anyway, right. it doesn't work out. Who's the, what's the <laughs> Russian guy that was real hard Stalin? to Stalin? Putin? No. Oh, no, Rasputin. Yeah, Rasputin. Oh, oh that's an interesting Caleb Rasputin. All right. What was the guy at the Waco? What was his last name? Oh, oh Waco. Ooh, shh. God, I just listened to the last podcast episode where they were talking about the Oklahoma City bombing, and I can't remember it. I can't remember what? The, the guy... The, uh, David Koresh. 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 That's kind of a cool last name. It, I bad, do not want to name myself after people I'm associated right with now to uh, Rasputin. Rasputin? Rasputin. Caleb Car Crash? So... So that was the murder rule by Dervla McTiernan. McTiernan. I don't know why it was called the murder rule. They like they reference the murder rule, which is about uh, basically if someone dies in the commission of a felony, then you will be charged. Like you're charged with murder, like automatically. Like there's no. They yeah. don't, you didn't have it's to. It's just in no way related to the main case. Yeah, it's just like a side comment that they talk about it's it. It's a yeah. cool name. It is a cool name, I guess. Uh, anyways, yeah, so that was The Murder Rule by Tervla McTernan. We had a good time. Asa, uh, I got to throw you under this bus even though I know the answer. Hey, what's next week's book? <laughs> TBD. Next, yes. <laughs> Asa um, had a book. Yes, but I can still not remember the title. You were real proud of it. Do you remember the plot? No. He didn't read the book, Caleb. I looked okay, at the well, cover. He, I read... What did I read? I read the um the thing. The blurb. The, the blurb. What's the blurb? Well, I don't remember it now. Oh, my Lord. What, okay. I, what I'm pretty sure I do remember is where in the library it is. So I need what? to just go right. there. Asa. I did not make it there. It, as a Fantasy. substitute for the book and its premise, I need you to tell me right now where in the library is this book. Um... Well, it is the, after you go past the computer section there, of course. Yep. There's one, two. I've been in this library one time. There's three rows of books on your left-hand side. We're talking about the Kennewick Library. I've never been in this library. Okay. It's on the top shelf on the left side of the aisle there. About the sixth book in. All right. Well, you can uh, remember all so of that. <laughs> audience, if you are interested in finding out what next or the, what the book will be two weeks from now, you are welcome to go to it's the Kennewick Public Library, the third uh, shelf past the computer section, the sixth book <laughs> on the left. Uh, it sounds like you might be able to beat Asa to the punch and simply read the book for yourself and we're, ruin the episode. We really uh, gave up on trying to hide our location. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I feel like at this point... If, listening. We're not very... If they want to figure boring. it out, they're gonna. I don't live in Kenway, it doesn't matter. Have a good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah. He's really nailing it. No, he's not. <laughs>
No, he's not. That was stupid. You're stupid. 